Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to 3C Amplified. I'm your host, Jacqueline Strems, here to highlight the businesses, nonprofits, and individuals collaborating to amplify their impact in the community. This series is sponsored by Another Hand Advantage, where I create marketing strategies for community-minded small businesses and nonprofits that fit your schedule and budget while making your brand stand out in front of your audience. And joining me in our virtual studio today is Bridget Pettis, founder of Project Roots and former WNBA player, coach, and executive. Welcome to the show, Bridget. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and it looks like you're actually uh, you're joining us um, actually not from Arizona today. You're back in uh, Indiana. Yeah, yep. I'm in the Midwest right now, back home in Indiana, where I'm from. My family is originally from, and enjoying a lot cooler weather. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me then a little bit about Project Roots. That's what we're here to talk to talk about today. Um, tell me a little bit about Project Roots and uh, your kind of your journey leading up to uh, getting that started. Well, I, I started a community garden about three years ago, and I was growing a, a large amount of food. I, I, I was just a, a rookie out there growing food and didn't realize how much food can come from the land. And by doing that, I wind up linking up with a food bank where I was delivering my food to when I would grow at the community garden every year. And from there, it just kind of launched to start a community garden and to start producing more food and to getting it into areas that were not as provided for. So I went to the South Phoenix area where a lot of the African-American community is, and we started implementing our community garden and educating our community on growing food, which is the main focus of Project Roots is to get our campaign to encourage people to start growing their own food. You know, and then various things came out of the project roots where we started our soup kitchen and also our donations still to the food bank, getting all the fresh food, organic food out in the community. And then we're also out in the farmer's market where we're making accessible organic food to our community as well. So a lot has came out of this half acre that I acquired out in South Phoenix. And we've been growing for almost a year now, and it's just been amazing. Wow, that's great. So how did you even think to to start with the garden? Was gardening something you've always enjoyed doing? or? Well, I'm an Indiana girl. <laughs> it's in the <laughs> land. <laughs> it's in the land. Um, but no, my mother always grew. Um, she always had plants and stuff around the house. My you know, I was always growing marigolds as a little girl. Uh, you know, I always loved flowers, but we never really got into the food. Um, my grandparents did. We just kind of left it. You know, that was one of the things that got lost in our history of growing our own food. And so I'm just, I got revitalized somewhere in there and, and <laughs> woke everybody up in my family. I came back home to the Midwest to help my mother get our garden to assist her in her garden and my sister to get her garden going. So we, we've been, you know, a lot has happened from that first launch of, of, of growing food because it's important. It's, a, it's one of the essential things today, um, period, in life. Um, 
we we've been hit with this pandemic and and all that's going on and and I remember going in the grocery store and in Phoenix when it all went down in one of the grocery stores so didn't have a lot in there but all the produce was still there <laughs> so people were buying all the food that was not as essential to the body in this time and especially with health going the concern for health and we weren't buying the, the the real food and just to get our community back used to under, and understanding that this is the food we need to be eating. So going back in kind of your journey to getting to that point. So as we mentioned, you used to uh, be in the WNBA, played for the Phoenix Mercury here in uh, Phoenix, as well as a few other teams actually went on to be an assistant coach, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So during that time, was was growing your own food, was that important to you at that time as well? Or where did that come into play then? I think it came later in my, um, definitely not when I was a player. It just came later. I mean, it was always important. Food was always important because right. I used my body as my tool. And, you know, this is the workplace. <laughs> I was running <laughs> and jumping and doing all of that with the body. So the athlete is a little bit more in tune. You know, you got to make an adjustment to life. And some of the things that I was eating when I had a very active lifestyle just didn't sit well with, with me. And so I had to start making adjustments as a coach and because I wasn't being as active. And then my players, you know, just to encourage our players. So it, it stayed with me because I became a teacher of it. Uh, and I knew that these players needed to know, be aware of the importance of it as well. And my family, which we have dealt with a lot of healthcare concerns with, I've recently lost my sister to diabetes. Mm -hmm. And just knowing the pandemic around food mm -hmm. just became a very big concern for me. Right. And you mentioned when you started with that community uh, plot, how did you come across that? <laughs> well, I was growing at a small community garden in uh, central Phoenix off of Indian School and Central called Agave, where we also have a, a garden out there. And I had a row, you know, I had a row and I was so happy every year <laughs> I would go out there, plant my seeds and get, uh, you know, and grow. And I was really just every year was like an experiment and just I, I didn't know what I was doing, but <laughs> just was learning. But yeah. Yeah. It's like no different than basketball. You know, when I was young, I just went and tried it and I kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it. So it was the same here, just a passion that I fell in love with. But more than the passion, I saw the necessity of it. You know, I saw how it was impacting my own life and just how important it really is. And we talk about the, the issues that are concerning us today. And this is the number one. This is they asked someone asked me recently, do you address racism through food? And I'm like, absolutely. This is the number one thing. Like, it's my community. I'm back home in Gary, Indiana. It's my community that has the effects of what food can do if it's not if we're not putting in the right things and. A lot of us don't know about, you know, the importance of organic food. Uh, it, it was a discussion if organic food is safe. Uh, let's ask a kindergartner that. <laughs> Should we have food? <laughs> Should we have food with chemicals or without chemicals? So 
Um, it just started so organically, me growing food, just in the most innocent way. So it just went from one row to a half acre, and <laughs> and I'm out here in the Midwest and hoping to get more land just to grow more and just, just to put more out in our community. Mm-hmm. So what point then when you moved, did you move to that half acre? Did you, I mean, I, I have to imagine there's quite a bit of, of uh, difference in the amount of, of food you're getting out of, of yeah. one row to a half acre. So was it that, um, did you already have in mind what you wanted to do with all of that food or, uh, or did you just end up with a bunch of food and go, okay, now I got to do something with all this. And that's how yeah. the community was built out of it. And giving back was always came from that. Yeah. I wish it was a plan. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't. It was really organically created. Um, I had been volunteering at the food bank for a while, so I knew where I could take food too. But then the, just the other avenues of getting food out through our CSA boxes that we get out you know, throughout the week and getting it through the community. And then also um, our soup kitchen, which started in, the, in our home. And then when the pandemic hit, we well, we, we started in my home and we were in a restaurant after hours making the soups that were going to the food bank as well, food that were, we were growing. And then we went back to the home <laughs> and we're still kind of doing that, but we're transitioning to our soup kitchen. It was just a slow process our community. So it, it, it organically happened just as it, as it organically grows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So who how then did you go from um so you got that plot of land was that through um are other people out there in that same area do they have plots of land as well or, or is it or is it sort of like a Yeah. A or so it's a total of 6 acres of land that is at spaces of opportunity and a lot of the farmers have about a, a half acre to an acre if they're if they're growing that amount of food. But it's just different projects that are out there, different farmers out there doing different things. Some are growing particular things, whereas we're growing more seasonal, whatever is seasonal. And I grow all of it if I can, if I can get <laughs> it in there somehow, some way. And then, but what we're doing... <laughs> What we're doing also with ours is a, it's a community garden. So we're edging a role the same way I did and just start learning, you know, the land and learning how to grow food off of it. But it's so many farmers out there and we're all putting our little, you know, our magic into it and our love into what we're doing. And it's been pretty amazing. So the, some of that, the produce, then you talked about those, um, those CSA uh, boxes. So how are people accessing that? I'm sorry, I missed that. I can't oh, yeah. say that again. <laughs> so how are people accessing then those produce bags that you have? Is that something that um, goes out into the community? Because I know you're helping to help support the homeless community in that area as well. Um, or is it the purchasing of those bags that that money is going towards helping? Yeah, the pur- purchasing of those bags is, is what's helping for our CSA. Now, as far as the the us giving out to the homeless community, that's through our soup kitchen. And that's also 
I wouldn't say our homeless community through the food bank because those are more families that are coming to get that that food. But yeah, so the CSA is more just our outreach without in the community, any funds that come from that, it helps us to continue to buy produce from the other local farmers. And this is the thing about us is that we are um, a nonprofit. So our food really that we could sell it, but it's really for the community. And we do all donation base base at the farmer's market. So you can come shop and get all the get the vegetables that you need but we also teach in mindfulness like we want to be mindful that this food is for everybody so you don't want to come in and and hoard and take all the food because it's free and you don't you don't have to put a large and so we just want to make sure that people understand that everybody has to eat everybody has to we're we're all human. We all need to be here. And food is one of the things that we can share. Yeah, I imagine the the that entire experience of the of the growing of the food and like you I'm mentioned bringing it. Yep. <laughs> moving moving locations. <laughs> That's yeah, one of the pluses to doing this. <laughs> one of the pluses to doing this virtually is that I can connect with people all over, but then the, that's the one downside is yeah. finding that perfect sweet spot where we can uh, get a good connection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I probably need to have a fork or something in my hand and walk around. <laughs> but I think I got a spot. All right. All right. <laughs> and also too, if you turn off um, video, sometimes if we just go audio only, the the signal might go through a little better as well. Okay. <laughs> um. I, well, so what I was saying was, as far as um, that community and that connection, you were mentioning, you know, the growing, the process of the growing and the sharing of the food. I feel like it really lends itself well, kind of going back to when you were talking about community and some of the issues that we're facing right now, you know, whether it be something inside or outside of before or after this pandemic issues that we're facing in our communities right now, the way that that kind of brings people together. What are some of the, do you have any, you know, stories of, of ways that your organization has, has brought some people together that maybe you wouldn't have seen before? Well, I mean, just to get us started, I mean, we've, we've been, I've been a part of the Phoenix community since I was a player and just reaching out and just to get it started and just getting the support of the, our community has been phenomenal. Um, the Phoenix Mercury has been a part of helping as well. Um, when we launched our tree planting event, we had so much of the community come out and plant. We planted over a hundred trees. Wow. Uh, we planted over 800 seedlings to get the community garden going. So I met a lot of people that I would have never met before that just, you know, we, we launched off through social media and people just saw it and came and started being a part of it. And it's just been very impactful. And I, and it's been amazing. I've just been so grateful to be a part of it. What are some of those connections that you made early on? Um, I know the nonprofit itself is still fairly new in that yeah. sense, but what are some of those connections that you made early on that have really helped grow and move you forward? Uh, Lux Coffee. Uh, that's a big one. They've been a part of what we've been doing for years. Their support, uh, Pizza Bianco's. 
I mean, just uh, in what is it? The National Basketball Players Asso- Retirement Players Association. They came in and helped them. They remembered I was an old player. <laughs> <laughs> they was like, yeah, she might need some help. <laughs> but uh, just, I mean, it's just been, I don't know, just slowly, gradually community. You know, mm-hmm. community has been a part of it. So that's what I love it. And moving forward, what are some goals then that you have? I mean, where do you see Project Roots going from here? Is it, um, you know, like I said, we, the the growing is actually happening in Phoenix right now, but you're in you're in Indiana. Are there are there plans to expand this type of program? Yes, that's why I'm here. Besides my, you know, my family alone is trying to, you know, get their gardens growing, and. But we're looking for land out here to start a farm here. My family is and mm-hmm. be able to extend project roots. But just to the, the, the biggest expansion is in our educational program. Uh, we're linking up with the University of Arizona. We have master gardeners that are going to come out and continue to teach our community how to grow and different ways to save water, different ways to, to um, fertilize our our plants naturally and just connect more with what we're trying to do as a whole and have a healthy community. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned before, this all kind of happened. It's all, it's all been really organic and, and kind of moving with it. Did you ever see this? Let's go back to when you were gardening that row of, of vegetables. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did you ever see anything like this coming out of that? Yeah, I, honestly, I can't say it. <laughs> but then, you know, I, I would say that about life. Um, when I was a little girl and I picked up basketball, I never saw myself going to the WNBA. <laughs> you know, so, so much has happened by me just going out there and trying it and, and seeing what, what can come of it. Uh, and it's been beautiful. There seems to be a lot of parallels you're ta- when you're talking about kind of your journey through with basketball and now your, your journey uh, with a nonprofit. What other types of kind of associations can you make between the two? Have you ever stopped and think, you know, hey, something I, something I did early on in life or while I was a player has really helped me uh, mm-hmm. or a coach or, you know, mm-hmm. has really helped me uh, get through this? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, because it's very hot. <laughs> it's very hot in Arizona. <laughs> so all the suffering that I went through in sports. Yeah. <laughs> the challenge, you know, it's a challenge to have to get up in the morning, 6 a.m., start taking care of your your farm, your garden, start, you know, we have chickens at home, learning a different way of living, learning to live off off of these resources that we're not familiar with. So this has been the challenge itself, um, learning a new way of living. But it's a better way and it's a healthier way. But everything is from, I started Project Roots because it's from the bottom. You know, it's the root, it's the ground. It's, you know, it's where you got to get down and start just as plain as it can be. And that that keeps me rooted in all that I'm doing, you know, that keeps me balanced in all that I'm doing. Um, everything goes back to that. Basketball goes back to that. My family goes back to the root. Um, just, you know, how, how to care for my community goes back to the root. 
caring for myself, then I can care for my community. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, waking up my community as well. Um, one thing that's really at the forefront is the lives of Black people. If the lives of Black people is, is important and if we, if we matter, then how we feed our children matters. How, how we, 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 what we put in our own bodies, it matters. How we speak to each other matters. How we treat each other, it matters. And that's the most important thing for me right now is that we get our community healthy. And when we get our community healthy, when we're healthy, we're feeling better. We can make better decisions on how to care for each other in a healthier mm-hmm. way. Yeah. yeah, most definitely. With the the gardening and such, obviously you're not there right now. Somebody out, somebody is out there taking care of taking care of that field, that acre plot. Um, do you rely a lot on um, volunteers or other community partners to help out with that? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Project Roots is is volunteer based. Um, we want the community to get out and be a part of it. Um, doing your part, I mean, you're 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 gonna impact the community immediately you know everywhere this food is going you know exactly what what it's going to do in our community so that's i mean for me that's like number one um everybody should serve everybody should do their part come plant a seed all you gotta do is plant one that's enough it's going to feed a family and uh, we've been blessed that we do have employment as on staff now, just we have a, a garden manager who's out there every day, and she's a veteran. She's a veteran, veteran. <laughs> Francis, Francis Xavier, she's our garden manager. We also have a produce manager, Trail Hayes. She manages all the produce and makes sure that it's getting in the right locations throughout the community. And everything else pretty much from there. And Dion, of course, she's running the whole thing. So Dion, <laughs> <laughs> I just came up with the idea. She's running it. And everything else is um, volunteer-based. Um, we, we want volunteers to come help at the farmer's market, come help at the soup kitchen once we get it back into the restaurant. Um, come help be a part of the garden. You know, we get up early hours, 6 a.m. It's not too, too hot, but you, you can get that sun rising. It's so beautiful out there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful environment to be around. It inspires you to want to go and do your own. That's the point of it, to you to get jump start and get you to get, go ahead and throw that tomato plant in the ground mm-hmm. and start your first garden. <laughs> I love how you mentioned that, you know, it's an easy way to give back and you really do see a difference right away. I like how you said you plant one seed and you know you can feed a family. And I think for anyone who's, you know, kind of dabbled in home gardening, I remember the first time that I planted zucchini Mm -hmm. and I thought, oh, well, I should probably plant like five or six of these. (laughs) The next thing you know, Everybody in my neighborhood was getting zucchini. I had zucchini out in a box by the front, yeah. by the, on the mailbox. <laughs> please, please take zucchini. Um, <laughs> but it's so true, you know, in that little um, that little gesture, like you said, that little gesture of coming out and planting um, a, one seed or or twenty mm-hmm. seeds or whatever that may be, or mm-hmm. helping to tend to that garden or. Um, 
like you said, the farmer's markets, just helping to with setting up at the farmer's market, it all comes together and it's all a way for helping a family and actually even more than one family, because you just imagine how many different lives are touched by all those different vegetables and things that are coming out of that garden. Yeah, I agree. And, and not just, you know, we're, we're eating vegetables, but we're eating organic vegetables. Mm-hmm. It's a big difference. It's a difference with eating real food that come out of the ground that's been nurtured and cared for. And not only are they getting the benefit of the experiencing that, but the mental health that's going on in this in the world today, like getting back to a peaceful environment, a calmer environment, a place of stability, mm, outside offers that. Nature offers that. You know, we, we grew up in a, with a mentality of that it's us and it's nature, but we're a part of nature. Mm-hmm. We've just excluded ourselves and made ourselves more superior, but we, we need the bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> we need the bugs. We need, we all matter. All of it. It all matters or it would never, we would not be here. Mm-hmm. So how many different farmers markets then do, do your, does your produce go to? I believe we are at three for right now, and we're at a vegan fest. So we're at Uptown Spaces of Opportunity. We're in Awatuki, and we're also at a vegan fest somewhere. I don't know, but I will get you there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure all that. I know, because I, I think I actually so I started following you on social media, and I think I saw that was actually coming up. This weekend here in Phoenix, yeah. there was a yeah. um, festival coming up. Um, it's funny how a lot of times people when you're that aren't from Arizona, when you talk to them about um, gardening and farming and things like that, everyone just they, assumes it's a desert and asking, yeah. what, what exactly can you grow there? There is a lot, but you mentioned if you could, you'd fit even more. But what are some yeah. of the things, what are some of the the, the plants then or the our vegetables? What are some of the things mm-hmm. that you have found the most, uh, I guess, success in, or joy out of growing? Is there any one thing that you really love? Well, I am a big green tomato lover. So <laughs> I love the green tomatoes. And <laughs> But um, those, I love the tomatoes. I love growing tomatoes. I also love growing the watermelons and the collard greens, just more of my cultural foods that I love, but also the herbs, um, the basil, oregano, just the different, the thyme, the dandelion, different things that have been healing to the body. I've been very into growing, very interested in growing them and just getting the medicinal purposes out of food instead of just nutrition. So um, a lot can grow in Arizona. We grow seasonal, you know, with the weather and we shade. Shading is very important. But yes, I agree. Water is (laughs) the most important thing. We've been fortunate we got our water tank. We needed a water tank to collect our water because we were running on a flood water system. And we got it. And, you know, we've been much more conservative with our water, making sure that it we 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 water our plants, but not overwatering and wasting water. And it, it's just been a, a school for me all around, just learning <laughs> all about it. I love that you're, I think uh, what I'm hearing is you're learning as much about this as it goes along as probably other people who are involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. And every day, you know, every day I'll be a student for the rest of my life. So, yeah. (laughs) So that education part that you talked about then with that partnership with U of A, 
Um, <laughs> what types of programs do you see coming out of that? Um, just, well, one, our, our children's uh, education program will come out of it. Um, just now that school is back in, out, you know, we're, we're expecting to be part of the Roosevelt School District outside activity. So this will be a place where kids can come and, you know, have enough space to social distance and to be outside and to connect more with nature. That's number one for us right now. And then also just educating our community, our families, uh, mothers and fathers, educating them on growing their own. We also have a, a, a garden box program where we're putting garden boxes in homes to help jumpstart the growing. Uh, we have a carpenter on site we ha- who teaches young boys carpentry and young girls carpentry as well. We're building that program out to get job opportunities going. And I mean, the education program is to grow your own food. So <laughs> that's the main that's what we really, really want to jumpstart. We want we want our whole community to just wake up on the importance of knowing if those is if not to put ourselves in any panic or nothing. But if those grocery stores ever went empty again, where would you get your food from? Mm-hmm. You mentioned one thing. Something else comes up. There's so many different possibilities. With it sounds like with what you're doing with with Project Roots. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's organically popping up. I know, it just everything just keeps popping up. Well, but I think what I think what a lot of that is attributed to is really just your passion for what it is that you're doing. And as you mentioned, it all kind of going back to the roots. And once you go back to that, you, it's really just you can just see the little shoots, you know, yeah. the new plants, new ideas popping off here, popping exactly. off there. Um, and, um, and coming out with new, new yeah. programs, new things to give back in the community, those volunteer opportunities. Uh, yeah. I mean, you've talked a lot about kids coming out to the car- garden and them being involved. There's not a lot of opportunities out there in nonprofits mm-hmm. for children, uh, yeah. to volunteer. So is that something then I, I assume with this project, um, with project roots, you're able to accommodate families and younger children. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, We have the space. We have the safe environment. Um, If if the earth isn't safe, then nowhere safe. (laughs) Just saying like, you know, we got to we got to give reverence and and it makes us give reverence to Mother Earth. Like we got to connect more with her. We got to connect with the air. We got to connect with the soil. We got to connect with the trees and children have this innate connection. You know, we they didn't lose it. And a lot of us adults have disconnected a little bit into our own worlds where we don't feel that, that, you know, essence in life from nature. But I, more, my heart is just so open for the, our youth to stay connected to nature. Um, you'll just see a lot of the problems that we have the temperament of life will go down because it has a calm in it that, you know, that our artificial world doesn't have to give. And I, I, I really want to encourage it more for children to be a part of it. I want to help children get out and connect more and to grow food. Their, their hands are naturally uh, nurturers because they <laughs> so yeah. get them back out there in the soil and, and, and grow. Things really slow down when you're when you're gardening and when you're tending to 
to plants, things really slow down. And I think it, going back to, like you said, you know, technology uh, is a lot of chaos and a lot of mm-hmm. it's fast paced and things are ch- constantly changing and it really teaches you to slow down. And there's that patience of, okay, you've got the seed. Now you wait for the seedling and now it's going to be a little while before you have to wait for that, uh, that vegetable, you know, to come off of there. But then when it does and you have that harvest, you know, it's really, it's just so exciting then. And I just, I, um, one of the things that really drew me to your organization is I've always had a thing for gardening myself, but community gardens. Um, Mm -hmm. I was a student at ASU and during my undergrad, I actually, um, was part of a service learning project where we uh, went into the schools in South Phoenix and we started little gardens at the, at the school. And we got, we were paired up with um, two or three students and I was, you know, kind of freaked out. Here I am just this, you know, 19 year old and I'm here. I've got these little third graders and oh my gosh, (laughs) what's this going to be like? What, what are they going to do? What are they going to say? And it was just so exciting um, when we got them in the garden and just like you were saying their their hands are just naturally, you know, nurturing, you know, I automatically went to the, oh my gosh, they're going to do, they're going to, the dirt's going to go flying They're, you know, this, and they just love just getting in there. And um, the days that we were not able to go out, they, I remember one of them asking me why we didn't come Monday through Friday, why we were only there one day a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so that, you know, that's always kind of stuck with me. Like you said, mm-hmm. just watching children in nature. And like you said, it's just innate, you know, as we get older, we get further and further away from it. And just really bringing it back. That's what's so exciting, mm-hmm. I think, about your program. And then just all the different ways that it's it's giving back in the community. And mm-hmm. I only imagine there's 10 more different ideas that are going to pop up somewhere <laughs> along the line. That <laughs> Yeah, I want them from you. You seem like you got some. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like when you were talking, too, about the um, the planter boxes. Where did that where did that idea come out of? Well, I mean, it's a it's a much easier way to get started. You know, a lot of people are going with the garden boxes just to at least get it going to grow out of the land. I mean, you you off the ground, you actually have to know the soil and, and test it and things like that. And a lot of people don't want to go through all of that. So an easier way to just jumpstart your garden is to grow out of a garden box. I provided garden boxes for my family here. It, it's been a lot easier. It, it gets everybody motivated a little <laughs> bit faster. Um, it's, it's like a seedling. You know, a, a lot of times people don't want to grow when you're first starting with a seed. Because that process, like you got to watch it grow from there to there to there and up. And But to jumpstart your garden, to get that motivation going, a lot of people like to start with seedlings. So a plant, a baby plant already, and you, you don't have to go through the baby stage and and watch the, 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 the nurturing from the seed. So I've just seen that it's a way to get things jumpstarted. <laughs> What would you say, kind of looking back on um, from when you started Project Roots, is there any one thing that you can say you're maybe most, um, was been most rewarding part of starting the Project Roots? I'd say two. One thing was that the most rewarding was the community, just seeing how the community has been coming together and being supportive and 
wanting to be a part and connect. That's been amazing to see. But also, I don't know. I don't know yet. (laughs) (laughs) That's good, though. I mean, it it means, like you said, you're a constant learner. So it could, it means that right around the corner, the most rewarding thing yet could be next week still. (laughs) Yeah, just the people, just meeting the people and all the, I mean, I've been able to connect with so many growers all over the world from this and just the knowledge that's coming about growing and getting more information and how to make things easier. I would say that is the big, big reward is that it's a lot of people that's been doing this long before me, and now I'm getting information that, um, you know, better ways to do it, and it's just been phenomenal. And the people that we I've been working with, I mean, everybody is so passionate about it. I don't think you want to sit out in the sun and grow food if you didn't have a passion for it. So yeah. I've had a, a beautiful community to work with. Um, and the, I just feel like, you know, it's it's just starting. Uh, this is going to be the new wave. This, I really feel eating our own food will be a new way of living. The new old way. <laughs> new old way, right? Yeah. Like, it's like it's brand new, like we invented it. <laughs> so, I mean, what is your, um, what is your connection, um, with basketball still? I mean, what are you, you get out there, uh, egging on, uh, past teammates to, to start their <laughs> gardens as well, or? Always, always. <laughs> well, right now they're all in Florida and they're playing. The season is going on. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a really challenging time right now to play basketball, especially that's the reason, one of the reasons I, I walked away is to just focus on my community. It's been really hard for the players to to play right now with all mm-hmm. that's going on in the world with the social unrest. But definitely, I know everybody is doing their part. This is just my part of making an impact. Um, but I know when I'm like, once the season over, y'all better get home and get to y'all. Go- <laughs> <laughs> They'll show up to little planter boxes on their doorstep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and quite a few interested too. So yeah. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> No, that's great. Um, what else, anything else um, coming up with um, new new ventures? I know we've talked a lot about, you know, what's going on with, with um, Project Roots, but you seem like the type of person that you're, you've yeah. always got something going on. Any, any other projects coming up? Well, besides me out here in Gary looking for property and, and land to start growing out here, we're, that's our focus. Um, I'm also about to start my juice company, uh, Be Juiced, where we doing juices. I have my favorite juice that I make all the time. It's kale, ginger, celery, green apple, cucumber. That's my best. Oh, wow. That's the best. That's the love of my life. So I'm going to... Um, Planning on launching that real soon and getting our juice company out and going. But other than that, it's just growing. <laughs> just yep. growing. Yep. Um, being in and then the farmers markets out here in Gary, Indiana. We plan on getting out here and being a part of their their initiative that they got going. So what is it that we that uh, the community can do to help support Project Roots and how you're moving forward? For those people who are listening, we've talked about volunteer opportunities. You mentioned early on some um, 
some businesses that were some great connections and early partners with you, but Mm -hmm. what else can, can we do Mm -hmm. uh, to help support uh, the mission of project roots and, and your, and the community? Well, one, I thank you for inviting me because we were able to get out in the community and get and and people know that we're here. But financially, we're always looking for donations and support. We still need a truck for our farm. You know, we're doing farm work. I've been doing farm work in a Prius. And it's been pretty interesting with all the stuff that's been in that little Prius. <laughs> and, you know, just getting things to make it more functional. Uh, we, we could use a produce truck. Uh, we also are looking to get our soup kitchen more mobile because we our soup kitchen, when we make our soups, we make them in cups and we take them to the food bank. And it's for the homeless community that's on foot. And they grab a soup and that's their, they also provide a sandwich. We provide the soup and that's how they eat their daily intake of food. Um, We would like to get a mobile uh, kitchen so we can go to the areas that we are, are aware of that our homeless community is at because we know that people have to walk to this food bank Mm -hmm. and it's not the easiest thing to do with with the distance of where they are, our homeless community, which is in the downtown area, if a lot of people have seen in that area. Um, We want to get in that area, if we can, to service that community. We also are just raising funds for the different things that we're doing. My hope is to get um, a shelter to remove the community off the street that don't want to be on the street. Mm -hmm. We're the richest country in the world. And (laughs) there's absolutely no reason, absolutely no reason for us to have a homeless community uh, and, and just to do our part. So my, my intention is to, to give back to, to this community, to give back to the people that, that don't have the opportunities that I've been given the opportunities with. So just to shine light on it, uh, we're always looking for volunteers. Like I said, donations always help us um, getting the word out, going to our website, looking looking at the things that's out that we have available coming up. Uh, we have a fall festival coming where we're going to have the pumpkins out there. I think she's, yeah, we're growing the pumpkins. And just a lot of different things that are happening out at the spaces of opportunity. You can see through our website and that's uh, projectrootsaz.org. And I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can definitely attest to, I found out about you through social media. I think actually local first Arizona may have posted something and I immediately was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> the show. I must, I must talk with you. Um, but I can attest to lots of great content out there on social media and finding ways to be involved. And um, I just, I love the the whole, uh, the whole project, the whole project and ongoing projects. Like I said, it sounds like something that you said, lots of different ideas. It's so exciting that you have those people in place though, that can help you execute on those. It sounds like you've got a great, great team behind the scenes there. They're helping to keep things going. And, um, yeah, just, just excited to see where this all goes. And 
especially um, there in Indiana, seeing it take off here in Phoenix and seeing it take off elsewhere as well. Thank you. Thank you. It, it has been pretty amazing to see. And the support has been just phenomenal. And hopefully, you know, we can make a big impact on what it is that we're trying to do with our number one purpose to get other people to grow their own food. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Bridget. I was going to uh, wrap up here and you mentioned the website. Um, definitely, uh, I noticed all your social links are on there as well. I encourage people um, to reach out on the website. I saw uh, dates on there when volunteers were needed, an easy way for them to sign up. So that's really exciting. But um, if anybody is looking to uh, reach out and partner uh, I can tell them that you guys are all very responsive over there. Uh, Dion reached right out to me as soon as I sent <laughs> over information about wanting you to appear today on 3C Amplified. So thank you so much. And um, yeah, I encourage anybody uh, listening now or who's listening to this later as this has turned into a podcast to take a look and see what you're doing. At the very least, get an, an awesome uh bag of produce delivered. I saw that you've got different areas of the valley uh, where you're <laughs> delivering produce. So that's that's awesome also. Thank you. Thank you. And I and thank you for for just putting us out there. I thank Charlotte for reaching out to you and and getting us out there. Um, it is so important today more than ever that everything that we do is done with care. What we eat, what we think and how we speak. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's a great, great uh, message to leave us all with. Well, you've been listening to 3C Amplified. I hope you enjoyed listening uh, with the show today and joining me and Bridget. Um, until next time, I hope you... Uh, <laughs> Until next time, I'm Jacqueline Strums with Another Hand Advantage. Um, let me help create a digital marketing strategy to put your organization's mission in front of your target audience and in highlight the impact that you're having. And if you're also a fellow change maker and want to build connections, create those relationships and collaborate with others to make positive change, make sure you're joining our online community built to support and engage people like you wanting to amplify their impact in communities around the world. Visit 3camplified.com community to learn more. Mm-hmm.